You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From Shakespeare to Schwartz, from Fosse to Alvin Ailey, from Sondheim to Borellis, from McNally to Faye, it happened to the greats, it still happens every day. When lightning strikes, it's the moment you know, when lightning strikes, where you're meant to go, you can stand and shout Eureka, do whatever you'd like, you'll never forget the moment when lightning strikes. Hi, this is Gerald Brunner, and you're listening to When Lightning Strikes. In 1955, Alice Childress's play Trouble in Mind debuted off-Broadway at the Greenwich Muse Theater, the groundbreaking play centered around racism, class, gender, and what it means to be a Black theater artist in America. A prolific playwright, actress, and novelist, Childress was devoted to write multi-layered stories about Black women claiming their power and voicing the realities of what they faced. She once said, I concentrate on portraying have-nots in a have-society. In Trouble in Mind, Willetta Mayer and the mostly Black cast are in rehearsal for a new Broadway show written and directed by all white men. Ferociously passionate about her art, Willetta has played too many stereotypical characters in her career. She aches to present authenticity on stage. So Willetta stands up to her director, inspires the other actors to question the text, and makes her voice heard. After Trouble in Mind opened, Producers option the rights to take the movie and funny play to Broadway. However, they wanted Childress to tone down the ending, make it more happy, more commercial, but Childress refused. She would not sacrifice her artistic vision. So Childress, who passed away in 1994, never saw trouble in mind get to Broadway. On November 18th, 2021, Trouble in Mind premiered on Broadway. The Roundabout Theatre Company production starring Lachance is now playing at the American Airlines Theatre through January. Director Charles Randolph Wright and Lachance, who plays Waletta, both learned about Alice Childress when they were in college. They were devoted to getting trouble in mind to Broadway. At the show's opening, Charles Randolph 
Wright talked about first discovery Alice Childress's work. It affected me. It just went through me. And I hadn't had anything do that because in theater in college, I was reading Chekhov and Ibsen and, and Arthur Miller and Tennessee Williams, you know, not Alice Childress. And when I read her words, they were for me. I felt them. I saw them. I understood this. And so it's been with me for decades. Yes. And then in the past two decades, when I've been trying to make this happen, it took us 15 years. But as of tonight, Alice Childress will be in the canon of American theater. And that was my dream. And it happened. He then added what kept him from giving up getting the show to Broadway. Her words, yeah. her words are so important. They're, they're necessary. And I want what she did for me, I wanted to do for others. The inspiration she gave me to keep working. And as so many, so many artists of color, we don't have equity with other artists. And, and what she wrote, what she writes, all of her work, it just, it just inspired me constantly and, and enabled me to keep going when I wanted to give up. So how could I give up on her? After 66 years with her play finally on Broadway, the spirit of Alice Childress was very much present at the opening of Trouble in Mind. The cast and creatives offered their reflections. Here's Lashans. Can you talk about first discovering Alice Childress's work when you were in college? Yes. What, how did it speak to you? You know, it, it's so fascinating that you asked that question. I went to an HBCU, I went to Morgan State University, I started there. And we, the work that we were studying, the works that we were studying were pieces written predominantly by African-American playwrights. So she is loved, beloved so much by so many of us that have worked on her work. And I was actually quite surprised when I got to New York to start, actually start my career that people did not know of her. It was, it was quite shocking to me that people didn't know of the brilliance of Alice Childress. And so it's taken this many years to actually have someone committed, as brilliant as our director is, Charles Randolph Wright, to carry the charge to make sure that we get this done. And he, he was tenacious, he didn't stop. He was insisting that it get done. And thanks to him, we're here. He told me you're his muse. <laughs> what kept you intrepid? Because you were part of the journey getting this done. What kept you going? There are very few roles in our canon that I not only love and love playing, but have always wanted to do. I've always wanted to be able to be, to play a character like Willetta on Broadway. There was a time when I, my dream was Evita, and they would never cast me as Evita. So this is Willetta. Willetta, to me, is the moment in my heart and my soul that I wanted as a younger actor, wanting to have that much power and that much to say on a stage. Willetta is saying all the things that I wanted to be able to say, and Alice Childress gave me the voice. Is there something you wish you could say to her, especially tonight? I feel like Alice if is with us. anything I could say to Alice Childress tonight, it would be thank you, it would be congratulations, and it would be this is just the beginning, and thank you, Mama. I think I, I feel like I'm one of her children. What do you love about Walletta? I love her courage. Can you talk about that? Walletta is 
a courageous woman. She does not, she, she has so much faith in truth that she doesn't hold anything back. She can't help herself because she, she, and she loves the arts so much that she really wants it to be the absolute best that it can be. And she forgets her audience when she speaks her truth. But that's what I love about her, her authenticity. And I'm really, really grateful that, that Alice Childress stuck to her guns because look at us, perfect timing. Thank you. Charles Randolph Wright shared why LaShawn's had to play Willetta. She and I have been friends for a long time. We've done all kinds of work together in workshops, never in a show. And as LaShawn's has said, I'm her first black director on Broadway, which is insane. Insane, when it you think about you her, her canon of 35 work. years, and so that tells you everything. That tells you what that is. Our work together, she is my muse. Um. And what we did together on this piece, I've never done it. I mean, it's, it's astounding, and how we both discovered, and Alice is speaking through her in a way that I've never experienced. Is there something you'd like to say to Alice? We actually started rehearsals on her birthday in the theater, and I wanted Alice, more than anything, I wish I could hear her laugh, and I want to say thank you to Alice, thank you, because people now see you. I spoke with Jessica Francis Dukes. When I first heard about this play, I was actually, it was actually a while ago, and then when Charles called to say, this is what we're going to do, you know, are you in? And I just fell out because it's the perfect time, it's the perfect place, it's the perfect type of people, it's the great group, you know, it just was a dream come true. What were the circumstances when you heard, when you first learned about this play, about Alice Childress's work? Well, I studied her in school, um, which was great. You know, we studied the wedding band. We studied so many other of her pieces. Um, so when it came town time to read this, I think I was too young to understand it right away. Um, but now being in the business for the amount of time that I've been in the business, going through the experiences that I've gone through, I understand it in ways that I think that are perfect for the time. And if it's so contemporary in the set that it's still... Resonates yes. all these years What do you love about your character? You know, I love somebody who has full on guts to be who she is, but also at the same time, I love the mixture of, you know, wanting to be who she wants to be, not necessarily who the world wants her to be, you know? And I think she learns a lot in this piece. She sacrifices a lot to be who she wants to be. Um, but at the end of the day, when it's time to sacrifice the job, she's not ready to do that. Um, and I, I love speaking voice for those people that can't quite speak up because they can't lose that job, um, but also hopefully gives them the courage to say, you know what, maybe the job isn't so important. And is there something you wish you could say to Alice? I mean, I have so many questions for her. You know, being able to write this in 1955, you know, and it being so resonant today, my questions would be why, you know, how, and oh my God, thank you. What is your take of her giving up Broadway? Because she, from what I understand, she didn't want to change the ending, right? Correct. Well, they the wanted ending. a happy ending. They wanted a bow tied on it. They wanted it to not feel like 
you know, uh, Broadway doesn't support their artists. But at the time, you know, they weren't trying to support her. You know, they wanted her to change a part of the play that actually mirrored exactly what they were asking her to do, you know, which is say something different than reality. Here's Chuck Cooper. So when you, what went through your mind when you heard about this beautiful play? Well, when I read it, you know, first of all, I was, you know, guffawing out loud at, at how funny it is and, and being, you know, just punched in the chest by how rich it is, how, how it exculpates the things that, that we need to be talking about that we don't talk about enough and, and how the play meets the moment, uh, this so-called woke moment that we're in. So uh, it, it, it was just, a, 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 it was, I had a revelation of, I have to do this. <laughs> Is there something you wish you could tell, Alice? Oh Hopefully. my God. Oh my God. I, I'd like to start on one page one of the script and go through it with her. <laughs> tell me why. Because I, I, I so desperately want to know what she wants. Because that, that's what the actor is about, is, is delivering what the playwright wants. And, or trying to. And, and I, I would be all over her. There's a bunch of lines that I'm guessing at, but I, I would love to ask her, what, is it, what, what did you mean when you wrote this? And it feels so contemporary, the play. Can you it, talk about it, it, It's universal. It, 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 How, how so? She's picking, she's picked themes that, you know, the, 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 the little blurb they have about this um, play is perfect because it, it says it's a, um, a play about Broadway and a story about America. And, and that's very much what it is. Uh, in, in the context of the play within the play, we look at America. We look at how America looks at black people, how America looks at women, black women, how America um, is, how America perhaps should be. Uh, and, and that tension is, is very much present in the play. Don Stevenson shared his thoughts. Uh, somebody asked me the other day, they said, how do you feel about saying these things in the show? And I said, you know, I'm Alice. We're all Alice. We're all Alice. I mean, Alice wrote the show, and she's all of these characters came from her. And so when I say what I say, I feel like I'm speaking for her, as we all do. Now, obviously, Willetta is the one that's the most her, but she's, she's each of the characters. Well, I read it, and I just thought, it was amazing and I instantly loved it and I instantly thought that it was important and the amazing thing to me was the theater history behind it all yes. you know I felt like theater history was being made by doing it and that it was just you know a crime that it had never made it to Broadway because it seemed like it was one of the greats you know uh, like Streetcar and like Death of a Salesman and all of those other plays you know from generally that time period and for it to be written by a woman and a woman of color is truly an amazing thing and and you know the bitter yeah. Yeah. Oh, the bittersweet thing is you for her to not have it be done on Broadway and to not be here to see it is a bittersweet thing you know I think about her a lot and I think about how 
how, you know, it's like, you know, great artists after the fact, they go, oh my God, this is worth millions of dollars, you know, and when they were alive, they couldn't sell a painting or things like that, you know. This seems, exactly, this seems a little like that to me, and I'm so happy because I know now that the show will be done all over and theaters regional theaters are already starting to pick it up and do it and isn't that a wonderful thing because everybody should see it it's it's funny and it's in it until it isn't and it has pathos and it has all the things that great drama has and I'm so happy to be a part of it is there something you wish you could tell her I would tell her that we did it look look we did it look it look at it we did it it's there you did it you did it. Your show is up there. Look at that. And people, you know, people are laughing. I mean, the true, the true, the true way to be immortal is to do something like this. Because when we're up there doing it, she's alive. She's alive, and it's her. And 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 you see that when people write music or they write uh, uh, plays or they do a painting or they do something like that. That way, you sort of live forever. And when we're up there, we do the show. She's alive. Here's Lola Hendricks, who wrote original music for Trouble in Mind. What went through your mind when you learned about this project? You know, uh, I was actually excited because yeah. you know I knew the play and I knew that the, what had happened to it, and that yeah. now it was going to possibly have this moment on Broadway and you know, have a larger exposure and have people understand and have it talked about as to what, you know, Alice Childress and her work and that people would get to know more about Alice Childress. What would you like people to know about Alice Childress? I mean, she was, what a a spectacular human being. And I wish she was here, of course, to experience this. And what would you like to say to her if you could say anything or ask her? I would like to say thank you. Thank you for writing the truth and writing it in a way that, you know, that in a sense is real life because there's a humor, which is really important. That's a part of the human experience. And then there's the pain and the sadness and the the pathos of it that she was able to write as well and to really cover the gamut of the human emotion in in a play. So that's that's what I would say is thank you. Thank you, Alice Childress, that you were that you put this uh, wrote this and that it has sustained and, and now it is where you wanted it to be. Uh, and in the hands of someone like Charles Randolph Wright who appreciated your work, that it was not it was he did not change a word. Right? He wanted to be true to your script. And then I wrote music to support that truth. Yes. And the music, can you talk about writing the music? Because it's such an integral part of the play. You know, but not, it doesn't say, you know, there's no, it's, like it's the not subtext. a musical. It's not, no, you know, it's, but you it wrote only, this beautiful music. Well, it, it's, it's a thread, and the thread is to when the actors are not speaking the, the words, that the, this thread is also reiterating the words, you know, trouble in mind, ain't I a woman, ain't I a man, the famous uh, statement. And then, you know, walk a mile in my shoes uh, for Waleta is saying, 
would you send your son out there? Would you want to be, you know, so that, that's why I wrote that, you know, walk a mile in my shoes. If you want to know how I feel, if you really, really want to know. I chatted with Alex Mikowitz. When I read the play, the first thing I thought was, how did I never, how has this never crossed my path before? Um, I was honestly a little embarrassed that I hadn't read it before. Um, but I was blown away by it, um, and I immediately knew I, I want to be a part of this. Why were you embarrassed? I was embarrassed because I, 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 f- I feel like it's, it's on everyone to, to seek out uh, um, important voices in the theater um, and uh, voices that are saying something of, of uh, importance and to not know the history of it, to not know how close this was to being the first play by a, a black female playwright in Broadway is, is, is amazing. And to not know that, I feel like I haven't done my due diligence in, in the, my research in the, you know, the history of theater. And, and I feel, I feel sorry, I, I feel that like, I feel like a, a, maybe not embarrassment for me, but embarrassment in my training and my, 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 you know, my schooling of not, of not, not being shown this. Um, having done, been in the theater since I was like seven years old, uh, having never crossed paths with it, I, I wondered why. What, what would you, if you could ask Ms. Childress mm. anything or say something to her, what would you, what would you say or ask? Um, I don't know what I would, uh, I think something I would say is, uh, not to get too like heavy about it, but like, just I'm sorry. I mean, she, she, it takes a lot. I mean, we all, anyone that's worked in this industry, like the, 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 the big goal, the big dream in mind is to make it to Broadway. And she had it in her hands. And to be, to say no, and to give up on that dream, to stay true to her word and stay true to the, 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 the product that she was creating, the play that she wrote, um, took a lot of guts. And it took a lot of sacrifice. I mean, the words of Willetta, I feel really strongly, are the words of Alice Childress. She really wanted to do something grand in the theater. Um, and she wasn't able to, uh, on, the, on the big stage. Um, it was something she always dreamed of. You can hear that. Um, and she never got to do it. And, that's, and she never got to live to see it happen. Um, and I, I, you know, my heart breaks thinking about that. Uh, and uh, I just hope that we are doing her justice and, 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 and making her proud in the, in the production that we've created. I mean, why should you not? It's, it's, everyone should see this play. I don't care if you love theater. I don't care if you don't love theater. If you've never been in the theater before, this play speaks to the current moment, even though it was written in 1955. Um, it speaks to the conversations that have been started during the, the you know, uh, uh, during the, in the civil rights movement and in the, the, the resurgence of civil rights movements in, in, in the, uh, during the age of the pandemic. Um, it, it talks about representation in, in not only in the theater world, but in the, in the world as a whole. And it, it, it covers so much ground. Um, and I, I, you know, the controversy behind the play uh, is important as well. What was it that we were so afraid to hear in 1957 when it was going to be on Broadway? And why are we still afraid to hear it in 2021? Uh, Are we ready to hear it? I hope that audiences are, and I feel, given their reactions, that they are. um, But we have a lot of work to do. Brandon Michael Hall offered his reflections. I would, if I, something I would say to Alice or something I would ask her, is it okay if we put on your other plays as well? Like, can we, can we put in your other plays to Broadway? Um, how was it like growing up in South Carolina for you? Because I'm from South Carolina as well. Charles is from South Carolina. 
um, oh my God, like how was it creating these plays and hearing the word no, and then coming back years later and saying, you know what, I'm gonna stick to this. How were you able to, to, to transcend all of these negative, this negative energy and also have this passion behind it? Um, I have so many things I would ask her. Um, I think the ultimate question would just be, you know, what, what do you want the play to be? Like if Alice was here tonight, before we had went on stage, I would have definitely asked like, what was your vision for this play? And are we, are we doing that? And to get her approval. It's beautiful because right before we did it though, and Charles would say that Alice was in the room and I, I would definitely say the same thing. Um, we had a prayer of hands, you know, and we brought her into the space. And I think that's why the show was even more powerful tonight because Alice was truly there. She was there watching it, watching her Broadway debut. Can you talk about how the play was off Broadway and 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 then and Alice stuck to her guns? So take me to so the play was off Broadway yeah, and so the, the play was off Broadway at the um, at Episcopal Church down on the lower west side west side I believe, um, which you can actually still find the church. I went there three weeks ago um, for the anniversary, and basically, I mean, the truth be told, Alice at the very end of the play there is a conversation between Willetta and Mr. Manners, and uh, it is about race, it is about someone being honest about their feelings and having a true conversation about those feelings and about race. And I think, not even thinking, it's truth of the matter, for that time, people were not ready for, to hear that, especially white audiences in white America. And that's what Manners says, it's like, we're, we know that we, we cannot give the funding to tell the true story, so maybe it's a lie, what he says at the end of the play. But, um, but Alice knew that she was telling the truth and Alice stuck to her guns. And even though um, Lorraine Hansberry was able to put Raisin in the Sun on Broadway after Alice was not able to put this play on Broadway, Alice said, you know what, I'm still sticking to my guns. And then years, 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 years later, in 2021, she makes her Broadway debut at the Roundabout Theater. So that's, that's the truth of it. No and she's not here with us today, but no matter what you believe in, no matter what your passion is, no matter what your truth is, you stick to it. Because there may be generations after you that understand your truth. And those are the ones that's gonna bring it to the forefront. And that's what she's taught me. That no matter what it is, you stick to it. And you're gonna, you're gonna um, what's the word? Ignite someone's fire years to come. Here's Michael Zegan. What went through your mind when you learned about it? This part, this well, part. Uh, yeah. I, I was sort of ashamed that I'd never heard of Alice Childress or this play before. Um, w when I got uh, sent the play and read it, I, I, it's hard to fathom that this was written in 1955 because it's, I mean, the, the events that it addresses are so current. And uh, But, you know, it's the kind of play that you read it or see it and it just resonates and you think about it for days afterwards and I, I really can't think of anything better um, as a theater goer or as an actor. Is there something you wish you could say or ask Alice Childress? I would love to say thank you for writing this amazing character, you know, that I get to play yes. every night. Um, but also there are a few times where I'm like, oh, why does he say this? And I would really love for the playwright to be there to answer those questions. But unfortunately, you know, it wasn't meant to be. Michael Zegan talked about play Al Manners, the director of the play within the play, who is a fraught connection with his cast. The fact that he is complicated is what I love about him. I don't think anyone wants to play a part that's just, you know, kind of easy. 
I, I love the fact that there's so many layers to him, that he's obviously flawed. Um, he could be a jerk, but, you know, he's a human being. Um, those are the characters that I'm usually drawn to. Yeah, I mean, he's this Hollywood director, and he's never yeah. directed a play before, and, and kind of has no idea what he's doing, and, and I love that about him. And what was the rehearsal process like? It was fun. It was, it was uh, you know, we have a great group of actors, and uh, we just had a lot of fun. We were able to play, and Charles is, uh, he's really good like that. You know, there's, it, it kind of like, I, my character says in the, uh, in the play, he says, you know, we're not going to read the play from the beginning to end. We're not going to delve into character backgrounds, and that's kind of what we did um, in, our, in our rehearsal space. We just kind of got on our feet from day one and played, and... I appreciate that because you, you, you kind of break it down as you go along. You, you learn things about the character as you rehearse it. I spoke with Daniel Campbell. Tell me, when you first learned about this play, what went through your mind? What were the circumstances? Oh, I had so many moments with this play. Uh, when I first read the play, I was shocked I'd never heard of Alice before. I think she's one of the most prolific uh, writers of not just not my generation, but of generations prior to her. I mean, she is, she has such a voice. She is a way of acknowledging people as people, but also showing their faults without making them the villain. I mean, it's, she's, she just is so incredible in the way that she speaks. It happened to the greats, it still happens every day. When lightning strikes, the moment you know. The theme song was written by Tom McGovern. This episode was edited by Kyle Moore, and the talent was booked by Anna Strauss. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.